When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. History in five songs. With host Martin Popoff. A production of Pantheon Podcasts. Let's rock out with Martin. Yes, indeed. Martin Popoff here. Welcome back to another episode of History in Five Songs with Martin Popoff, brought to you by the good people at Pantheon Podcasts. We are pleased, as always, to be part of this vast and always expanding Pantheon Podcast network of wise music swamis. We're available on Spotify, iTunes, and over 40 other podcast platforms. All right, this is episode 239. I'm calling this Biggest Heavy Metal Stars. Um, we did an older episode called, uh, let's see, it was 91, World's Biggest Living Rock Stars. So I'm narrowing it down a little bit. I don't know, this this thought just got into my head. I like doing these things because it's kind of all about memory and mortality and who's on their way up, who's on their way down because of age. You know, you know, around here we talk about, you know, old old classic rock and heavy metal. So a lot of these folks are older. Uh, it's this kind of the wheelhouse we're in. But yeah, it's about exposure and activity and all that stuff. So I, I kind of like doing these uh, these sort of rankings here. Um, so yeah, episode 91 was world's biggest living rock stars and this is biggest heavy metal stars. So again, um, our, we're casting our net a little uh, closer to the boat, uh, so to speak. But just to remind you, um, in episode 91, uh, I guess I had in there as the biggest ones, uh, the five that we had music uh, clips from. It was Robert Plant, Keith Richards, Bruce Springsteen, um, and Paul McCartney. Is that four? Is that five? Did I? One, two, three. Keith Richards, Bruce Springsteen, Robert Plant. Uh, wait, hang on. One, two, three, four. I don't know. I don't know what's going on there. Anyways, um, we also had uh, some honorable mentions in there. We had, um, as we got to the end of the episode, we had Elton John, Bono, John Bon Jovi, Pete Townsend, Madonna, Roger Waters, Jimmy Page, Angus Young, Ozzy Osbourne, Alice Cooper, and Celine Dion. You're going to hear some of these names again. Um, and I also had a little bit of, uh, you know, for the young people, uh, Beyonce, Drake, Lady Gaga, Jay-Z, Kanye, The Weeknd, um, and I left off Eminem, but Eminem would be there. You know, Eminem's not for the young folks anymore. And then I had, you know, The Dead, because I think we did a Dead, uh, dead Rock Stars thing, or maybe All Together uh, kind of thing. And there I had uh, Elvis, Jim Morrison, Jimi Hendrix, John Lennon, 
David Bowie and Freddie Mercury. None of that's in order. We're going to be bold today. We're going to put these things in order. I think the big change on the, um, you know, on 91 as per the title, World's Biggest Living Rock Stars, I think I would almost put... Where would you put Taylor Swift in that? I I think I would put Taylor Swift definitely in the top uh, top ten, um, maybe even top five. Although you know what we did with that, we're gonna do a little bit different this time. But what we did with that list is is looked at a bunch of years all combined, sort of thing. I'm pretty sure I had. Well, yes, I I know I still would have Paul McCartney number one because that guy's been famous since about 1963. So my entire life, right? Um, he has been famous for basically 60 years kind of thing. Um, so uh, so that was the idea with that. This one is uh, is a little bit different. It's still living rock stars, but it's going to be a little bit more uh, based on, you know, these people's profile right now kind of thing. Um, so let's discuss as we go through this. Let's uh, let's pick our first selection here. I've got actually I've got actually 15 that we're going to rank in reverse order. So take a listen to our first track here. This is Black Sabbath with Shockwave. Right. From the great Never Say Died album, you know, it's kind of a controversial album. I love it to death. I think it's great. I wanted to pick a rarity. No one ever talks about Shockwave anymore. Never Say Die, September 29th, 1978. So in the 15th position, I've got Tony Iommi. Now, 15 seems really low, right? For the godfather of of, of heavy metal, the godfather of the riff, the riff master. Um, but... I think I have to put him down. Uh, I, I moved him down a few notches because Tony strikes me as a guy who is essentially more or less in retirement. Uh, you know, anytime we hear about Tony Iommi now um, in, what is it now, January 2024, it has to do with reissuing Tony Martin era albums and things like that, right? Uh, remixes and remasters and all that kind of thing. So Tony, Tony feels like um, he's a little bit... Um, you know, maybe we'll hear from him again, um, but it feels like he just hasn't been in the news that much. So he has moved down uh, a slot. Um, at number 14, I have Alice Cooper. So Alice Cooper, I think firmly, I've felt this for a lot of years, but but to me, he is basically squarely a heavy metal artist. Um, he, go, he, he makes pretty heavy albums. He goes out on tour and and plays you know loud brash rock and roll with a bunch of young kids. I mean he's he's heavier now than he's pretty well. He's certainly heavier now than he was in the seventies. Um, it's arguable if he's heavier than Raise Your Fist and Yell or Constrictor era Alice Cooper. Probably not. Um, but you know we had Dragon Town and that kind of stuff too. He's got a lot of heavy albums, right? And he's basically a pretty raucous loud rock and roll kind of guy. Um, and again, what happens with uh, these lists, I find, uh, what I like about doing them is they really make me think about people rather than bands, right? So when you're when you're thinking about the movable parts in bands, um, it makes for a pretty interesting list. And I think this is a pretty interesting list. But um, someone like an Alice Cooper, obviously, he's a solo artist with a big, massive marquee name. And, you know, he's just a legend. Uh, he's lived so many different lives over the years, like eventful, eventful life. Uh, so I had to have him in here, and I squarely think he's a heavy metal artist. Um, 
Number 13, before we move on, um, because we're going to do this in, in, in clumps of three and we're going to pick, you know, one track kind of thing. Uh, Steve Harris from Iron Maiden. So Iron Maiden is, uh, I would say they're the second biggest uh, heavy metal band uh, in existence, maybe of all time, uh, after Metallica, I'd say. And um, I would put Steve Harris in here. Uh, be, you know, he is the bass player, right? So he's, he's not Bruce Dickinson. Um, and he's, but he's obviously the leader of the band. He's the co-lyricist of the band, writes a lot of the music too. Um, he's a super, super important part of this band, but I think his stature is lower than Bruce Dickinson's, uh, because he is the bass player. So out there in the big wide world, you know, people think of frontman voices, all that kind of thing. So I've got Steve Harris at number 13 on our 15 list of biggest heavy metal stars. Let's take a short break. We'll be right back. Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once, new quick charge function, three customizable sound styles, plus awareness mode, available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right. You'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Hey folks, Stefan Shirazi and Renee Richardson here from the Metallica Report. And we are proud members of the Pantheon podcast family, where the best of music and podcasts unite. We've got something pretty cool for you. We're giving away an exclusive Metallica merch package worth over $250. That's a whole lot of scary guys, skulls, M72, and other sought-after Metallica swag. And we've made it easy for you to win. Follow and share the Metallica Report, and you're in the game. Go to pantheonpodcast.com slash Metallica, enter your email, and hit that button to be entered to win. And just like that, you're eligible for our monthly exclusive Metallica merch package. And guess what, rockers? You can enter every month. So just do it. And while we love our global brothers and sisters, the lawyers won't let us ship outside the U.S. All right, back again here on History in Five Songs with Martin Popoff. Uh, this is episode 239, Biggest Heavy Metal Stars. Take a listen to this. This is our second selection today. This is Judas Priest with Reckless. Watch 
Love Reckless to Death. I wanted to play something from Turbo here. Um, so yeah, March 21st, 1986, the famous hair metal album from Judas Priest. But yeah, love love this song. It's my favorite song on the album. wanted to play that. So our number 12 selection of our 15, as we uh, uh, lurch towards number one, is Rob Halford. Um, so Rob Halford, super famous guy. Uh, Judas Priest, big, huge band. You'd probably put them in the top five heavy metal bands of all time. But, you know, they haven't sold a lot of tickets for a long, long time. We are on the verge of the new album coming out. I've heard it. Um, it's We're still two months before release date. I love it to death, but I'm not allowed to talk about it in a big way. I think it's fantastic. I think it's their best album since Hellbent for Leather. Um, so that includes uh, British Steel and Screaming and even Firepower. It's kind of similar to Firepower. Maybe I should stop talking about it, right? But anyways... Um, um, what, the cool thing about Rob Halford being on this list, I wanted him on this list. Like I say, number one, um, you know, massive, massive band, but, uh, you know, they, they are not a huge, huge band and they haven't been for, for a lot of years. Um, but still they're on these big package tours. They're usually headlining these big package tours. They will play the hockey barns and stuff like that. But, um, I think they're on here with a bullet because they do have a new album coming out and fire, uh, firepower surprised everybody. Um, uh, there was redeemer of soul. So this is a very active band. We see a lot of Rob Rob's in the news. He's going to be a lot more in the news. Like I say, it's January 2024 right now he's gonna be a lot more in the news uh coming up um because that album comes out invincible shield uh in march um so i've got him at number 12 number 11 on this list kirk hammett metallica metallica is a massive band they just put out 72 seasons they go on tour they're touring all the time they're they're kind of in in all sorts of various social media news all the time kirk is an active guy he does interviews he did that solo ep recently i interviewed him for that um but basically um he's in here as a, a guitarist for metallica um you know an original member of metallica he's there well original enough right goes all the way back to the first album um, so yeah, super famous guy. So I've got him at number 11 and at number 10, uh, a band you might know called Metallica, uh, same band, um, Lars Ulrich. Uh, so I've got Lars in here. Lars is just a, a little bit more of a uh, mouthpiece for the band. He's kind of, um, he's, he's always been the, the most outspoken member. He's a guy that attracts a lot of the, the criticism and complaints and, uh, and railing on about Lars and discussing his drumming and all that kind of stuff. So he's, he's a famous dude. He's an enthusiastic metalhead. Um, he's a sociable guy. So he's in here at number 10. All right, let's move on to our third selection. Take a listen to this. This is Guns N' Roses with Bad Apples. Okay, from the Great Use Your Illusion One, September seventeenth, nineteen ninety one. Um, and I've I've always thought that these records are as good as Appetite. I I I like pretty much everything on them. I mean, it can be a little casual and rock and rollsy at times. Even this one's a little bit uh, you know underdressed, so to speak. Um, but yeah, Guns and Roses. So I've got Slash at number nine. So number nine out of the 15 most famous rock stars. He's got that recognizable look. He, again, is very sociable. He's always in the news. He does a lot of interviews. Nice guy. 
Um, and he's the guitarist for Guns N' Roses. Now, Guns N' Roses um, is, a, is a huge band. They've put out a lot more material than we give them credit for. It's not just Appetite. It's the EP. It's the EP Expanded. It's Appetite. It's these two super long albums at the same time in Use, Use Your Illusion 1 and 2. It's a double live album. It's Chinese Democracy. It's the covers album, The Spaghetti Incident. And it's a bunch of little songs along the way that haven't been on an album yet. And the other big thing about Guns N' Roses is they are threatening a uh, an entire new album uh, they've got boy i mean how many do they have probably a half dozen uh, great songs by the way all, all this new stuff they've been doing uh, that will go on that album um so yeah guns and roses uh is and they're always in the news they've been in the news a lot they've been touring a lot axel is singing fine um which is really cool to see so he's a guy not from the eldest generation but he's certainly from a fair ways back and he's singing great um so um so they're out there and i think they're going to be uh in the news a lot if i did this list maybe a year from now <laughs> famous last words maybe there'll be a guns and roses album out and and they would be on their way up with uh with a bullet so slash at number nine Axel at number eight. So Axel, again, benefits from um, being sort of this mysterious guy. He does less interviews, um, but he's... Everybody uh, can't stop thinking about Axel. He's a legend. Um, he's just this sort of uh, ethereal figure, uh, but he's also the lead singer of this of this really big band, right? So he's the lead singer. He's up there. He's running around the stage. He's singing. He's mouthing off on stage. He's kind of had a notorious past, as has Slash. Uh, but yeah, so I've got him at number eight of our uh, 15 most famous heavy metal stars, or biggest, as I called them, heavy metal stars. Uh, number seven... I've got Brian Johnson from ACDC. Um, so yeah, I neglected to mention ACDC as if you want to include them in heavy metal, I would say, I would say, boy, I would say, you know what? I would say actually that Metallica is the biggest heavy metal band of all time. And I'd have to put ACDC second and then Iron Maiden. Let's do that. Um, so anyways, here you have the lead singer of ACDC, but he's only the lead singer on uh, on the last whatever it is two thirds or three quarters of the catalog uh, kind of thing it's probably more like two thirds right um, but um, so yeah he is the lead singer I've got him down here at number seven though you'd think the lead singer of the uh, of the second or first biggest heavy metal band would be higher but um, ACDC has spread out their appearances in the world ever since about 1983 84 85 um, and uh, they they tour a lot, but they don't tour a lot, a lot. Um, and obviously there's been the retirement scare. Um, you know, they haven't played a lot live lately. We still worry a lot about Brian's voice. It wasn't great the last time they were out. But right now, they are threatening a new album as well. So this is one that goes up with a bullet, especially if they can get out there and tour a lot. So his fame will maintain or increase if they stay in the news. But Brian Johnson has been on a bit of a low hum fame-wise. Um, so I've got him here at number seven. Um, okay, let's move on here. Take a listen to our fourth selection here. This is Kiss with Any Way You Slice It. All right. 
right from the Great Asylum album. I this is my favorite of the, of the whole kind of later '80s thing, and maybe even including "Lick It Up" and "Creatures." I don't know. I'm 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 in there somewhere. But but Asylum, Animal Eyes, um, certainly uh, "Crazy Nights" and "Hot in the Shade." Asylum is my favorite of those four, anyways. Um, but so yeah, um, I've got Gene Simmons singing this song. So yeah, this is September 16th, 1985. Gene Simmons is singing this song for a reason because Gene Simmons is my number six on the list of the 15 here. Um, obviously, Kiss is crazy, crazy famous at the moment because they just went through all that massive hoopla of their final quote-unquote tour and then the avatars and all that sort of thing. And actually, uh, as I speak right now, uh, just yesterday, I think it was, uh, Gene Simmons and announced that the Gene Simmons band is going on a tour of, I think, South America. Um, so that was pretty interesting, pretty exciting. Um, so that's cool to see. Uh, but yeah, Gene Simmons, is uh, his fame has been so relentless for many, many, many years. That's that's the other thing. If I bring in, you know, all the years sort of thing, yeah, Gene's been, Gene's been famous since 1975, basically, right? Uh, so that's a long, long time. Um, what is that, almost 50 years? Um, but uh, but yeah, Gene's in here. Um, he's he's a mouthpiece. He talks. He does mainstream interviews. He does smaller interviews. I mean, uh, well, I don't know how small, but he's he's been around. And he's done lots and lots of interviews. He's very outspoken, obviously. Um, and he's around doing all sorts of side projects, very entrepreneurial and all that stuff. So Gene Simmons, number six. Number five, Paul Stanley, who's also from KISS. Um, I've got him at number five. Um, this, was a, this was a tough one. I didn't know whether these should be, be flipped or not. Um, because Paul Stanley has kind of less of a profile out there, although he's on Twitter a lot. You see him on Twitter, uh, and you see him quoted. You see pictures of him. People love to complain about Paul. People love to complain about Gene. But I've got Paul here because he's he's more of a front man of the band than Gene is, but Gene is definitely a front man as well. He does his fair share of singing. Um, but yeah, I've got him in here as the as the uh, you know the main lead singer of Kiss, the main songwriter of Kiss. Super important guy. Been around for a long time. Paul Stanley at number five. Now, number four, I've got Ozzy Osbourne. Now, Ozzy, I would have had higher up this list. Talk to the great Jamie Laszlo, who's part of our Contrarians uh, episodes and stuff. Uh, just before we did our last album cover show, I, I hit these guys up with, a, with an opinion on on this uh, on this list uh, that I had drawn up, and at that time when I brought that up with those guys, I had Ozzy at 15, um, and because I had him knocked down so low because of the we basically I think seen the last of Ozzy out there in the world. I mean, he's done the odd little he'll he will talk, he will do a, a few little interviews and things now and again, uh, you know, usually with Sharon. But I think we've seen um, we've seen his final days probably as a live live artist. May see an album out of him. He's done he's done two albums fairly recently which is pretty amazing uh to get that out of them right um but uh but yeah so i've got ozzy here at number four uh like i say if we had been doing this maybe 10 years ago maybe even five years ago in the midst of those albums and and, and say he was touring uh, i would have maybe had him higher up the list but four is pretty high already but uh yeah no need to go into it in a big way but yeah lead singer of black sabbath even more success with ozzy in terms of record sales massive run of success from what would that be um 1980 through to about 1995 so this long string of uh, of huge success even when metal is out of vogue uh ozzy's doing amazing uh in that time frame and then he's he's just never left uh, left us so yeah super famous famous guy um 
All right, let's move on to our last selection here. Take a listen to this. This is ACDC with This House is on Fire. All right, from the great Flick of the Switch album, my favorite with Brian, August 19th, 1983. One of the great things about doing this now is is I, I kind of go through, I've, I uh, went and made a list where I've got actually all the songs stripped in. You may have seen that. I've sent that out to my database. I put it on Facebook. Uh, but for the first time, I only did this a couple weeks ago, I stuck in uh, the, the every single episode into a list, but also with all five of the songs uh, listed from every single episode. So I can do a quick search in my word file and see how many times I've for example used ACDC and then for example more uh, how many times I've used something from flick of the switch and I noticed I'd used two songs but I hadn't used this house is on fire love this album to death so yeah, this this will ensure that when I have uh, when I have a thought that maybe I've used a song once or twice or too many times or a band once or two. Well, I haven't been doing it with bands yet, but I I will try to use different songs. Anyways, flick of the switch. So I've got Angus Young at number three. Um, I don't know what you think of that. I was a little conflicted. I literally I actually had him at number one. Um, but I could probably see even moving him down because for the same reason as Brian Johnson, ACDC's sort of uh, public presence has been on a low hum uh, out there as of late. Um, Angus doesn't do a lot of interviews. Um, he is he is just the guitarist in the band where he's not the lead singer, but, but he's kind of the most famous member of ACDC, you'd have to say. Obviously, it goes without saying Brian wasn't there from the beginning, but Angus was, so he's on all the Bon Scott albums as well. Um, so super famous guy, and I've also got him in here just for that that mystique level. I think everybody on this list, um, people's jaw would be on the floor or they'd be most in awe or most nervous uh, if they were in a room, I think, with Angus than any of these people. Uh, he just seems to be the most, well, like I say, he's a little mysterious. We don't really see him out in public much. We don't hear from him very much he lives in the netherlands all that kind of thing acdc is kind of remote and untouchable they've got that whole that whole young family closed uh, circle the wagon sort of thing about them so he's just got this mystique about him so angus at number three number two bruce dickinson so this is one with a bullet. I was kind of surprised to see him this high. I mean, I made the list, so I'm not that surprised. I put him this high. Uh, but anyways, I have him this high because uh, Iron Maiden's presence out there in the world is probably as great or as Metallica's these days. The only reason Metallica's much more, I would say, a, a bigger heavy metal band is they've got a massive, more uh, larger amount of record sales. But, um, but Iron Maiden is out there all the time. They're playing big places they're selling them out bruce dickinson is a crazy famous guy he's a colorful guy he's a he's a fencer and an airline pilot and he was in samson he's got this great solo career by the way just talked to bruce a couple days ago uh, all about the new uh solo album the mandrake project that's another one i'm not really allowed to talk about much because it's not out for two more months but it is a masterpiece it is absolutely his greatest solo album it is so good and so textured and quite surprising actually as well uh anyways had a great chat with bruce but 
This is the other thing I wanted to put him this high on here because he's so talented, right? That solo catalog is really, really good. But of course, he's the lead singer of Iron Maiden. So I would say even though Steve probably does more work uh, than Bruce does, uh, running Iron Maiden, as does Rod Smallwood. Um, I would say Bruce is the slightly more famous member of Iron Maiden because he's running around. He's in great shape uh, on stage. He's an excellent, excellent front man. His voice is still good. Man, you should hear his voice on this solo album. I mean, it's it's out of this world. He's so, so good. Uh, but anyways, so I've got him at number two, and that surprised me a little bit. I don't know if I'd, I would have had him that high. Certainly, I would say... 20 years ago or 15 years ago, I would not have them this high as Iron Maiden was just starting to make their ascendance to the huge band they are now, this reascendance after the ups and downs of a long, long career. But I would say the ascendance starts in about 2003, 2005, 2006. They're just getting bigger and bigger and bigger and credit to them. They keep popping out albums. Um, so they're so they're active. They're out there in the world. It's not just uh, an oldies tour. Uh, they always insist on playing a lot of new songs. Uh, so that's cool. So I have Bruce Dickinson at number two, and our number one is James Hetfield. Um, I definitely I think had to put him here because he is he is the uh, the quick right hand, the riff master of Metallica. But more than anything, he's the only lead singer in Metallica. He's leading that band. He seems like a leader on stage. He probably is the leader of the band. Um, he's he's sociable. He's out there. He talks. Uh, this is the biggest band in heavy metal. They have been for a long, long time. Um, like I say, they're bigger than ACDC because they're just way more active over the last 20 years than ACDC. They're bigger than Iron Maiden because of diamond albums and many multi multi platinum albums and they've been massive uh really since about 1986 um so they're a huge huge band um and yeah i i would say in the last uh, in the last, uh, you know, in the battle of the new album, 72 Seasons and Senjutsu, they've made the better album. They've made kind of the bigger album. They've they've made a slightly bigger splash out there on tour. Um, there seems to be more media. Well, there's a lot of media about both of them. But basically, um, I guess the point I'm making is, if you think about it, over the last about five years, um, or let's say four years or three years, Metallica and Iron Maiden have been relentlessly out there in the world and uh, and we know a lot about them, and they're both huge. So they're both firing on all cylinders. Uh, whereas someone like an ACDC is not is not really you know they're 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 a little more we're we're a little worried about their age sort of thing. So there you go. That is our top fifteen. I'll I'll just give it an order again here. Um, so at fifteen, so Tony Iommi, Alice Cooper, Steve Harris. That was fourteen to thirteen. Rob Halford. Kirk Hammett, Lars Ulrich, 12 to 10. Slash, Axel, Brian Johnson, 9 to 7. Gene Simmons, Paul Stanley, Ozzy Osbourne, 6 to 4. And 3 to 1 are Angus Young, Bruce Dickinson, and the biggest heavy metal star as of 2024 is James Hetfield. So what do you think of that? Um, now, for honorable mentions, um, I had this in a couple of categories. First category is true second tier heavy metal stars. And that would be Duff from Guns N' Roses, Dave Mustaine, Geezer Butler, Corey Taylor um, from Corey Taylor and Slipknot. Um, you know, Geezer Butler's in here because he's from Black Sabbath, but he's the lyricist. So you got to give him some props. Dave Mustaine is the leader of Megadeth, second tier uh, large band. Rob Zombie, 
Steven Tyler, um, you know, he's a big, big star, but this bleeds a little bit into not exactly heavy metal, and that's my second category. I'll get to that in a minute. Uh, Vince Neil, uh, David Lee Roth, again, uh, you know, massive, massive star, but the star is kind of going down a little bit now as, uh, you know, just a lot of nonsense and no and no Van Halen anymore and that kind of stuff. Nikki Six. Uh, Ace Freely. Uh, this isn't. This is a weird one because I see Ace in the news a lot these days. He's always shooting his mouth off. He's got. He's got. You know. He still makes records, right? He's talking about you know new music all the time. Um, but he he's he kind of just always seems out there in the world. He's he's kind of like like a social media guy, right? Uh, people will interview him, and then those clips get out there, and blah blah blah. Uh, Phil Anselmo, um, interesting one, you know, leader of Pantera and a bunch of other bands. Um, but it's it's kind you know his star has risen because of the success of this latest version of Pantera. Uh, Lemmy, we well, okay. Now we're getting into yeah. He's the only one on my list who's uh, who has uh, has passed on here. So let's leave Lemmy out of this. And Robert Trujillo, um, because again, um, you know, he's part of Metallica, so he's uh, you know, unfortunately, obviously not as big a star as the other three guys. And then I've got this other category because they aren't exactly heavy metal. So we've got John Bon Jovi, um, who, if you included him as a heavy metal guy, would be pretty high up this list. Geddy Lee and Alex Lifeson, I think you would put both of those guys pretty high on this list. Certainly Geddy Lee uh, with, you know, all the news about him recently going out on the whole My, my and Life tour for his book. Uh, and then two that I had on my other list of biggest rock stars, uh, Robert Plant and Jimmy Page. So it depends if you include them in heavy metal or not. Um, and I think um, with both of those guys, well, Robert Plant is a very active guy, but he's been making very, very quiet music for a long time. And then Jimmy Page is not particularly active. Um, but yeah, so those guys are in here because they aren't exactly heavy metal. Um, so there you go. Um, I just wanted to mention quickly, the last episode was 238, A Different Kind of Genius. Um, there were some thoughts here um, on the Facebook that I wanted to bring up. Bobby Warren says, interested in your thoughts about Kevin Moore's chroma key. Thanks for sharing. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I consider that guy a total genius. He's a guy I put, could have put in the genius episode or the different kind of genius episode. Actually, more no, the no, different kind of genius was more about collaboration. Kevin can do a lot on his own. So he kind of fits in that first one, but he's a real cult figure now, right? And then Bobby says, I'm sure you listen to Sp uh, Space Divest by Dream Theater, but actually all Kevin Moore Incredible. Do you know he's a doctor of osteopathy now? That's pretty interesting. Um and um, let's see, Michael Phelan, based on what you say here in the world of heavy music, Dave Mustaine and Chuck Shilden are a genius level. Look at the masterpieces, uh, etc. So I kind of disagreed with that a little. I think I think Dave is just a good artist and he's got a bunch of people around him. And then uh, Mick sort of pushed back a little and mentioned, you know, the line and all the different people he's had in his band. But as I said to him, I wrote back and said, well, here's the thing. Ellison is his neighbor. Dave Jr. Marty is making that uh, album great substantially. Uh, yeah, so Marty Friedman. So so even the top lineup of Metallica, the classic, classic lineup, I just felt like they were a band of uh, equals, essentially, even though Dave Mustaine is the main writer. He's the lead singer. He's clearly the leader of the band. But talent-wise, I think they're all um, this band of equals. And it's not like Dave strategically put together these amazing, amazing parts and he's, he's dealing with these geniuses or whatever. No, they're just a bunch of great artists working together. So I, I didn't really feel that one. Um, 
Uh, yeah, I think that's all I wanted to mention there. Um, if you like this show and want to support future episodes, please go to ko-fi.com slash martinpopoff. Hit that red support button and buy me a coffee or a pint. It's a it's a simple, easy PayPal $3 uh, thing. Uh, this week, I would like to thank Joe Becht, Andy at Black Sugar Transmission, Justin Cognett, Len Edwards, Murray Ewing, Simon Ford, Simon Hall, Joel Martin, Andrew Meyer, Melissa Nee, Augustin Garcia de Pretty, Steve Polari, Brian Sager, John Stuckey, and Jamie Walters. Thank you all. Uh, the big news is two days ago, I just got in, um, I've got a copy of it right here, Perfect Water, the Rebel Imaginos. It's uh, it's selling pretty good because uh, the, the old one did, so I thought this one would as well. And it's uh, been proven, proven right, so you can actually see that over at martinpopoff.com. It's my crazy, crazy Imaginos conspiracy theory occult. Uh, all sorts of stuff wrapped into this. You'll see my Facebook. There's a lot of explanation there. But yeah, the actual website gives you a whole explanation If so you'll see what you're in for. It's not for everybody, uh, that's for sure. But a lot of people really like it. So that's over at martinpopoff.com. There you go. Um, but yeah, let me know over at the Facebook who maybe I missed on this uh, list of, what did I call this again? Biggest heavy metal stars. Talk to you later. Find all of our shows, notes, social, and links at www.pantheonpodcast.com or wherever you listen to great podcasts. All songs can be found for purchase on iTunes, Spotify, or Google Play. Please purchase these great and important tracks. Find us on Facebook at the RNRAP. We are on Instagram at RNR Archaeology. Tweet us at R&R Archaeology. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.